Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Our second scripture reading for today comes from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. So our reading, if you would like to follow along, either in your in-store or or in a Bible you have at home or the Pew Bible, can be found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 31a. Let us listen now to God's holy word. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into the body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many, If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong on the body, that that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body. But the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds and powers, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, form of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles or all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Recently, I got my eyes checked since, if I'm being honest, it's been a few years and I probably should have gone sooner. 
because my glasses didn't feel like they offered that same sharp sense of seeing. And it, it, it was just disorienting after a while. And after getting my eyes dilated to the point where I felt as though I could see all the spectrums of light that there could ever exist, and after sitting through that nerve-wracking series of is one or two better, is two or three better, and I'm sitting, I don't know, they, they both look good. After sitting through all that, I walked away with a new pair of glasses. The doctor actually told me my prescription had changed in a way that made me question the quality of the last eye exam I got since my prescription seemed to switch. I don't think that's how it works. We go through these routines of checking in on our bodies, the different parts of our senses, making sure that things are working the way they're supposed to work. As we pay attention to our bodies and how they change and how each part functions or doesn't function, we hear a similar message in our reading from Paul's letter to the Corinthians today. Paul calls us this day to consider what role we play in the body of Christ. Paul challenges us to ponder whether belonging to such a community is something we're really giving our all for, whether it's something that we think is worth sacrificing part of our human spirit, our free spirit, or our sense of being an individual. Now look, I get that we have a rugged sense of what it means to be an individual, of personal freedoms. They're built into our genetic code. And I'm not suggesting that we discard those principles or else the body of God wouldn't be complete. What we should do, however, is evaluate them in the light of Paul's teaching to the Corinthians, who believed at the time their own liberties were under attack. What's not included in our reading for today is the context for which Paul is writing the early church. For some context, there were some in the church who felt violated, who felt that they were being restricted by the prohibition imposed by leaders in the church regarding the eating of meat sacrificed to idols. Paul acknowledges that it certainly is a sensitive subject, one that had the potential to split this early community of faith. And acknowledging that it was such a sensitive subject, he advises them to refrain from the consumption of sacrificial meat for the common good. This common good drives Paul's message in the words we hear today as he moves from talking about eating meat to spiritual gifts, for if the body as a whole is going to suffer because of one part and what it wants to do, then it's probably not good for the rest of the body. Taking a moment to pause, we might name ways in which we may have done things 
at the cost of the common good. And perhaps I'm not talking about you individually. Again, this isn't one of those, I'm, I think you go out there bashing mailboxes. <laughs> but certainly those conscious and unconscious ways that we have not worked for this common good of the body of Christ. I'm sure that there are ways, myself included, that we have not lived faithfully into that calling. Because it's a part of this tricky balancing act where we balance our uniquely given gifts, our passions, our strong sense of freedom, with the call, on the other hand, to give our all to the body of Christ. Where do we begin in this process of evaluation? Paul might say that it starts with an examination of ourselves, such as just because we can do something doesn't mean we should because it might end up causing harm not only to ourselves, but those around us, such as the eating of sacrificial meat. Paul might say we need to be aware of the moments where we can extend our body's grace, where we might extend our body's grace and extend that grace to one another and to ourselves. And if we are able to do that as well, we might be able to see the more excellent thing God has in store for our lives together. Speaking of this evaluation and the more excellent part of our lives together, I, I was just curious, I mean, by now you may know, but how many of you are familiar with the term uh, internet troll? No, okay, yeah, I see some shaking hands, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, for those who may not know, whether you're here or for those online, an internet troll is basically someone who, who leaves you know, those basically mean or caustic comments on, on things. Uh, I guess nowadays people are even, you know, harassing people who post those little wordle puzzles. Who cares, you know, just let people, you know, it's fun for them. But they're basically people who go around leaving mean, nasty comments on the internet. The comedian Patton Oswalt was a recipient of one such comment a, a while back ago. And Patton Oswalt himself is a comedian known for his aggressive style of comedy. Yet instead of embracing this eye for an eye mentality, Oswalt took the time to look through this commenter's Twitter feed to see that he needed help paying medical bills. And even had a GoFundMe to cover the expenses for an emergency operation. So instead of doing something that would harm the body further, Oswalt took the time to donate to this online heckler and encouraged his followers to do the same. The man who originally had thrown a harsh comment at Oswalt would later write him back to thank him and that he would consider the way his words would impact others down the line.
being a part of the body of Christ is a complicated endeavor. Being a part of the body of Christ sometimes means that we are going to experience life in a way that doesn't always make sense. In this day, I think now more than ever, we need to hear the words of what Paul is saying to us. For us to live in a community with one another, for us to grow in our own sense of call, our own sense of identity as people created in the image of God. We can't just have a body made up of eyes or ears, but we are made up of a body of a multitude of people, each one of us bringing our own gifts. What gift do you offer the body of Christ? You don't have to answer now, but consider what you offer the body of Christ. As we hear in our reading for today, there is no gift, no talent that is small and insignificant. For the body requires all these things, both big and small. In a world today, in our own climate here today, forget about the world for a moment. Let's just focus even on our own community here in Mayo Pack in Putnam County. We find that there is a yearning for us to understand what it means for us to live with one another. And in a culture where we so often pit one against the other, there's no room for dialogue. You and I, as people of faith, have an opportunity to open up a new way, a more excellent way. Remember that you, that we are the body of Christ, and together we represent the individual pieces with different gifts and talents and passions. In our current climate, we are presented with a unique opportunity as the church with a big C, not just our little church, but a church as a whole, to demonstrate what it looks like to be part of something that honors and respects our individual spirits while looking out for the health of the larger community. So how will you use your spiritual gift this year to build up the body of Christ? For we cannot go through life thinking that our one part alone can carry us through to the end. Our bodies, our souls, were not meant to walk this earth alone or to do it alone otherwise. Why else would we come seeking to be part of something like the body of Christ? God has appointed each of us with a task. So may we live into that task, building one another up, strengthening one another as we take one step after another in the direction of looking out for ourselves and the people God puts in our midst. And friends, remember to show yourself some grace as well in this endeavor and to your neighbors. 
as this work is certainly hard. But let us go and model this vision of life together as our spirits long for such a blessed communion. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.